The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Buying a home? Selling your home? You've come to the right place. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Good morning. This is Phil Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition with host Rick Zamperin. Good morning. You know, for weeks, Philip Golfie was so busy selling homes, he could not join us here on the Golfie Real Estate Show. And now in back-to-back weeks, we have the pleasure of chatting with Philip. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing very well, thanks. Happy to be back on the program. Thanks for the invite again. Uh, happy to do this. So if, if things slow down for you, is that why you're taking time out of your busy schedule to join, to join us, or is it still crazy? <laughs> no, it's still crazy. I, I uh, uh, my dad just took a, he's he's taken a weekend off. He he's gone up to uh, Montreal with my mom. Nice. And uh, they're they're spending the weekend in Montreal, and we didn't want to put together a best of show, so I said, you know what, I'll hop in the in the hot seat and. Uh, hop on the mic and and put a show together with you and and uh, away we go. So happy to be back here and and happy to talk about the uh, the hardcore real estate talk and and uh, you know there's been a lot of exciting things that happened, a lot of news releases, a lot of press releases and um, you know both local and nationally that that have been going on and uh, so we wanted to touch touch base on some of those items that have come up um, you know here and here in the Hamilton community and and, and talk about them. Um, and, and I know there's a lot of different opinions and uh, different different things going around, so I'm excited to jump into it uh, with you and and, uh, and talk about it. Yeah, so before we get to those uh, hardcore issues, I do have to ask, <laughs> because we have talked about this on the show before, is uh, is your mom and dad, are they going to Montreal in the Golfy RV? <laughs> You you know you know about the RV. Eh? Oh, we've talked about it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not taking it up to uh, to Montreal uh, this weekend. They they um they they winterized the RV for the time being. They're just uh, they're just out, uh, up on a little site sight seeking tour and uh, gonna gonna go hang out in old Montreal. Maybe do some Christmas shopping. So the RV is uh, has has stayed put uh, for for the time being. But usually it's. It's me taking off the, on the RV with with some of my buddies. I don't know if he's if he's elaborated on that. But he, no, he I is like not. Get, <laughs> we'll we'll save I that like for another show. Keys. Yeah, I like to steal the keys once in a while and take off. <laughs> as long as you don't end up like the Millers on We're the Millers, you're you're good. Oh no, <laughs> what a movie though! But oh. no, definitely we're. Uh, we're on the straight and narrow. We got we got to keep that thing on the road. <laughs> Definitely, uh, lots to come on the show, including some tips for those of you who are thinking about flipping a home. There are some tips that we're going to share about picking the right home to flip. We'll also talk about the investment community and the number of investors uh, making up a growing portion of those who are buying up homes in this province. We'll talk about perhaps one of the most controversial issues in this city. And that is the potential expansion of the urban boundary, a city council voting to not go that route, at least for the time being. We'll dive into that. And we'll also talk about a condo developer out in the Barry area that has uh, well, pulled the rug out of some of their investors' feet. But before we get to that, let's focus on what is happening in real estate this week. What's going on with you and the golfy team? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, same as always. It's, it's another busy week. Um, as we, as we started and started to head into the winter months, usually this time of season, we would start getting, you know, start slowing down a little bit. And, 
uh, we would we would you know traditionally in in, in past years the, we would see a lot of the unit sales come down. There wouldn't be a lot of market activity um, in comparison to to some of the more busier months, and we would see people start to get you know start to get ready for the holidays and and start to push off their buying or selling plans uh, until next year. Traditionally, right now it's it's still a very hot time, uh, still a very busy time here at the office, um, and it's still a, a time where people haven't achieved what they've wanted to achieve in terms of a real estate goal, and they still need to move, whether it's whether it's still looking to buy something because they've already sold or, or still looking to sell because they, they need to, you know, a new location, bigger, smaller house, or or so on, but it 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 all goes back to the, in my opinion, due to the lack of inventory right now that's on on the open market. If there's anybody out there right now that is looking to buy a house, they would, you know, they they could explain almost better than I could how hard it is to buy a house right now. It's it, it's just extremely difficult. There's a lot of agents that are 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 running around showing properties, right, typing up offers and putting offers in on properties and have been just unsuccessful uh, and being able to do so just due to the fact that there's, you know, 20, 30 other buying parties that are also doing the exact same thing. And, and ultimately it's, it's whoever has the most money is going to win. And well, you know, there was a point in time, you know, and I said this last week on the show where it was the Labor Day long weekend in September when it started to cool down. And I said, you know what, we had a really good run. The market's starting to cool or level off. And we're, we're heading towards a more traditional market. And we had about a, you know, a, a 10 day to two week period there where, where it was a little bit slow and we had to kind of reflect in, in, you know, you know, whether we were going to change our marketing strategy or change our pricing strategies. But what ended up happening is, is we, we, you know, hopped back on the horse and picked up right where we left off. And, um, you know, there's still a lot of multiple offer situations right now. There's still, many buying parties that are, are offering on properties and the, the over asking, um, you know, numbers that are, that are coming out where, where houses are selling for not just for over asking, but just so far above the, the next comparable or so far above the, the, you know, what's assumed to be the current market values is what's happening, um, in today's market. So it's, we're, we're, we're navigating through it the best we can, but, but I, 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 I always say I feel for, you know, the buyers who are in the market right now that are, you know, not only just trying to look and, and be able to bid on a property, but to find the right property has been a, uh, has, has been an extreme struggle. And, you know, I'm working with a number of buyers on, on my end right now. And it's, it's the amount of driving um, and touring around properties that I've done um, in the past. I want to say in the past three weeks alone, um, has been has been nothing compared to to what I've ever done before when it comes to uh, to looking for properties and and you know I like to time block and, and set my schedule so oftentimes I'll I'll set up my schedule and there's there's times where I'll call one of my my buyers and I'll say hey listen I know we have you know you know three four hours here blocked off to go look at properties but I have nothing to show you right based on what you're looking for there's nothing that has been listed in your search criteria or your buying criteria in the last three four days. Whereas we're used to having, you know, you know, lots of uh, market activity, lots of new listings every single day where we can, where, you know, there's lots of options to go look at. But right now there's just no options to, uh, to, to go out and see. And we're having a really hard time uh, in, in navigating that. And 
what we've done is we've we've gone to the old-fashioned um you know practice of of dropping off letters and, and door knocking and um it's it's you know he wants to live in a certain area he wants to live in a certain style home and you know unfortunately in, in you know the market activity hasn't been there so we've been dropping off letters and um you know dropping off business cards just to see if there's anybody that would consider selling their home um and and that's the position we're in with some of our with some of our buyers right now has that old style door knocking at least recently worked or are people going for that or people convincing themselves that hey somebody wants to buy my house then then yeah i'll put it up for sale yeah it has worked it, it definitely has i have you know experience and we go back we talked about this on the show where people will get those generic letters and saying hey i'll buy your house for cash right now and um, you know, I'm not a real estate agent, but you know, I, I'll, I'll buy it. And, and you know, which ones I'm talking about, right? You, you, you've gotten those. Get them all the, the time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we, um, you know, we feel like we, we have a better opportunity because we have a, you know, a reputable brand and people know who, who we are when we drop off the, uh, the letter and or, or in the mail. And, and, you know, first things first is we're open and honest. We're here to make sure that we, we do a deal for, for market value and, um, and, and it's just a situation where, where we couldn't find anything. So they, they, um, to, to go back to answer your, your question, they, they have worked and they are, they are proven to be successful. Um, from my experience, especially when you're looking for a certain type of house, um, on my letter in, in speaking for, for my, you know, specific situation is my, my buyer's looking for a bungalow with it, with the, um, with a separate instance with an in-law suite in the basement. And so with in, in, in a price range up to $1.2 million. And I will specifically say this in the, in the letter, you know, and also attach his, his name and a picture of him on, on the specific letter. So there's a little bit more, um, you know, it, it's a little bit more personal, um, style of letter in comparison to the ones that are just auto generated and Hey, I'm a, you know, I'm not a realtor, but I'll buy your house for cash, which are a little bit more salesy and, um, you know, often put, you know, when I get them, you know, I, I just throw them out in the, in the garbage right away, but they definitely put your guard up and say, you know, what type of scheme is this? But my, my letter is very personable, um, personal and, um, and, and hopefully it, it, it kind of, you know, I'm dropping them off to certain neighborhoods and not just doing a, a auto blast, um, you know, letter to 200,000 homes across the region. We got about a couple of minutes left in this segment on the supply issue. We know there's not a lot of supply out there in Hamilton at this point of the year. Is that more because there are more buyers or are, are there fewer homes or just both? And that's compounding the issue. Yeah, it's just a vicious cycle. What's going on. So what happens is, is, we, we, you know, we have this conversation all the time and I say, well, what are you more comfortable doing? Okay. Are you more comfortable selling first and, ha- and knowing exactly how much money you have in your pocket to buy, but you might not find that exact home in that timeline that you have to, to when you sell your home or are you more comfortable buying first, having to go in firm, right? Because you, you will not, you will not buy a house with a conditional on sale of property in this market. You will have no chance. Never mind, never mind fina- uh, financing clause, home inspection uh, condition. You will not buy a house, you, you know, in, and I'm talking in, 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 you know, broad terms. It's very difficult to buy a house with a condition on sale of property, finance clause, or, or inspection clause. To be successful, you will not, you, you got to be comfortable with going out, buying a house firm without selling your house. And so some people, you know, are, aren't comfortable with that. And then 
but they're also not comfortable with, you know, selling their house without knowing where they're going. And that often results in them just saying, okay, well, you know, I'm going to stay put for the time being because I, I, I can't decide one way or another. And now that person's not a buyer or seller and they, and they stay put. And that's, you know, we're, we're just in this vicious, vicious cycle where, where people are just, you know, too afraid to make the move. And, uh, and, and, and that's why we're, we're not getting, you know, a lot of new listings. From my experience, a lot of the new listings that, that are on the market right now are not people that are moving to other houses. They're, sorry, they're, they're, they're either moving, you know, to retirement um, centers or they're moving to new construction properties that they bought two or three years ago. There's not too many people that are, that are selling their home with nowhere to go or selling or, or buying a home without selling their house. So that's the, uh, that's the vicious cycle that we're, we're, you know, some, some buyers and sellers are stuck in today. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales and the first real estate team in Hamilton's history to sell a thousand homes in a year. That number is 905-575-7700 online, robgolfie.com. When we return, we'll chat about a condo developer in Barrie that has caused some headaches for their investors and Hamilton's urban boundary issue. That and more still to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined by Philip Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Find them on the World Wide Web. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team, at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfie team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you have a topic idea for a future program, or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. If you are into home flipping or even thinking about getting into it, we have some tips for you on how to pick the right home. We'll also talk about investors in this province and a growing number of them in Ontario, as well as Hamilton's urban boundary issue. But there was a very unique story that uh, exploded out of Barrie earlier this week regarding a condo developer in that community that has canceled a years-long deal unless buyers fork over a boatload of money. So this developer is asking investors, and, and again, this project has not been completed, it's asking its investors to fork over another $100,000 or they can leave with their deposit. Uh, this is interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, just, just an emotional story all around, um, and, and a, a, you know, an unfortunate set of circumstances, um, for, for the, for the current, you know, for the buyers, right. It's, 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 it's not fair to them to, to endure this, right. Especially, you know, for, for an investor who, who's buying their fourth or fifth or sixth property, you know what I mean? They can endure it and, 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 and kind of move on and move along. But, but this is, you know, a first time buyer, 29 years old, and she's sharing her story with her experience in terms of what has happened. And, and it's a situation where, you know, she, she put a, you know, a deposit down. She's, she's really excited. 
um, for this new condo development that she's purchased. She's following the housing market. She's, you know, she's so grateful in terms of, you know, thank God I got into the market. You know, the how, you know, the condos were three, $400,000 more than what I paid for. This is going to set me up for, for the future. And I'm so excited. And then all of a sudden they get a notice stating that you've got to pay a hundred thousand dollars more on top of the original purchase or walk away. And it's just, it's devastating news to hear for, for this individual person um, because, it, you know, she, she shares her story and talks about how hard she's worked and how much money she's had to save to, uh, to, to achieve this and, and, and buy this condo. And it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's just, it's just, an, you know, it's a devastating situation. So I guess we can get into, you know, some of the legal legalities in terms of, you know, why this happened and, and, and how it happened and, and why, um, you know, and, 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 and this is, you know, just another example or another situation of, of, uh, of this happening. And, and she's definitely not the first that this has happened to. Yeah. So this is a woman who also, you know, moved in with her parents to save some money for this deposit, put off uh, her wedding with her partner to save up again, knowing that the housing market has gone nuts. And she was, you know, ecstatic that, you know, a half a million dollars, she was able to start investing in this property. But now this developer's asking for a hundred K more because the average price of a property in Barrie has skyrocketed to north of $800,000. So, you know, this developer is being accused of, uh, you know, not necessarily scamming these people, but wanting to capitalize on current market conditions. So what are the rules in this case and what should buyers be wary of? Yeah, I mean, the first and foremost is is for these new build and new development contracts, the contract is, is written by the builder. So the contract is, is obviously in favor um, um, for, to, to, write, to write the contract in their favor to be able to protect themselves, um, both financially and, and legally. So um, as, much as, as much as this is a situation that's extremely difficult, this is something, you know, I always say there's, there's always a type of, you know, some sort of risk that you take on when you're buying pre-construction or new build. Keep in mind, the only thing that you're able to see is a, a floor plan and some computer renderings. And the, the, the timelines are often vague and, um, you know, not set in stone. And, and so you, you, you take on some, some risk. Now, you throw a pandemic into that and you throw, you know, uh, worldwide supply chain management issues. This is, this is the result of it. Um, and this has happened in, in every single industry. But in this particular case, it's, it's a, a condo developer and, and, and real estate. So, we, you know, Every, every single person who, who wants to get into pre-construction, wants to buy pre-construction, they are given a, a, um, a builder's contract, and there's what's called a 10-day cooling-off period. So anybody who, who's familiar with this, they would go in, they would talk to, to the, you know, the builder or the sales rep for a pre-construction, and they would get a contract. They would then bring that, they would have 10 days to bring that contract to their lawyer, have their lawyer review it, their lawyer would often point out certain clauses that would be, you know, somewhat concerning, very concerning, or some, you know, stuff to pay attention to in, in the contract moving forward. And then you can go back and forth with your lawyer and, and they would advise you accordingly on those, on those clauses. So in my opinion, this, you know, it, it does highlight in the article that the builder is not doing anything fraudulent. They're not doing anything illegal. Um, and, and they were allowed to do this. So without having the contract in front of me, if, 
you know, if that's the case, obviously, you know, they would have had a clause in there to be able to support them or be able to do what they're doing. Um, and, 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 and that's, that's the situation. So, you know, you can go back to the contract and say, Hey, you know, on, on clause X, Y, Z, you know, it states this and, and that's the reason for it. So it's, it's, you know, it, they're, they're, it's a big gray area, but it's an unfortunate set of circumstances, but make sure you get your, your contract reviewed by a lawyer and make sure you understand that every, uh, understand every single clause involved in that contract. And this pandemic and what has happened, there's, there's been a lot of these cases that there has been new clauses and ch- um, change clauses developed to be able to, to, in the event that something like this happens again, to be able to support that so we're not in this, this legal mess. There are a lot of builders out there who did, who did not have um, certain types of clauses who, who ended up losing, losing hundreds and thousands of dollars because they were building homes um, that, that, that they sold pre-construction three, $400,000 homes and it was costing them the same, if not more money to build. So there was, there was definitely some people out there who, who lost builders out there who, who had lost money because they did not protect themselves with, with these certain types of clauses. Will a story like this scare people away from new builds in the future? You know, when they see an escalation clause or or whatever, you know, if if the price of materials go up, we know there was a lumber shortage at at uh, one point and prices skyrocketed. If they see these kind of escalation clauses, will they take a step back and say, mm, you know what, a new build might not be for me? Yeah, for sure. I think it, it depends on the, how the how the clause is written in in, in the contract, right? If there's an escalation clause, and, and it does give an example in, in, um, in the article and what, what an escalation clause would look like, it would state that, you know, if the price of lumber goes up 30%, then the, the buyer would endure some type of cost up to $20,000. So the, so the buyer would then have to ask themselves, okay, well, if this house, you know, if I had to pay $20,000 for this house, would I be comfortable with that if the price of lumber went up? And they would say, you know, if they're comfortable with that, then you, then you continue to move forward. But that clause would also state that the buyer would have an opportunity to cancel the contract as well. So if the buyer wasn't comfortable with that, then they would be able to cancel the contract. So it would be a fair, a fair negotiation between the builder and the buyer in the event that something like this were to happen. Um, but, but like, you know, some people, there's, there's a lot of buyers out there who, who would only prefer to buy new construction and who wouldn't want to live in a house with, with, uh, that somebody else has lived in and, um, what, you know, wouldn't be interested in updating, uh, an older style home, um, in any way at all. And, and like I always said, there, there is always risk associated with pre-construction. Um, and some people are more comfortable with it than others. And, and it's just a situation of, of, um, you know, being comfortable with the contract laid out, but I would always go back to work with the builders that have a very good reputation and work with the builders who have been around forever. These, these people have, um, you know, they, they have standards, they have, uh, they're, they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're not going to lose their company or they're not going to lose uh, a, a customer over, over, you know, a couple of hundred thousands of dollars and they would, you know, they, they, they can move on and move past these types of items. But it's a, it's a very difficult situation um, with what's going on in the pre-construction world for the last two years, these, these types of situations have been, been going on and on and on. And we've heard numbers, um, you know, many, many different stories of different builders coming out and talking about what they've experienced and what they've endured through the pandemic. 
um, whether it's whether it's finding finding trades or or material or or the, the the lumber prices. It's just it's been a complete mess, and and unfortunately, you know, the the end user ultimately gets squeezed. Uh, due to, you know, the way the contracts are structured. Nice to hear. Speaking of lumber prices, that they're finally back to at least what they were pre-pandemic, or at least close to that. And that is not only going to help new uh, developers build those new properties, but also those who are renovating their properties because they won't have to fork over uh, a ton of money that they were, uh, you know, even a few months ago. So it's nice to see that as well. Yeah, it was it was insane what was going on. Um, you know, the, the lumber prices skyrocketed. Um, you know, to to almost sixteen, uh, you know, sixteen hundred dollars per thousand board feet on on a closing basis. It was just crazy, six times higher than the pandemic low in April twenty twenty. So, um, you know, it, it's good to see those numbers come down and and people be able to uh, to to, you know, there, people be able to build you know, decks and fences and renovate their properties and, and not have to, uh, you know, endure these astronomical lumber prices. It, it was, um, it was unbelievable what was going on, uh, during, during, you know, the heat of the pandemic. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Let's switch gears and talk about Hamilton's urban boundary issue. So we know that there was a move to, or at least the provincial government, uh, asking uh, communities to look for areas where they can grow outwards, uh, build new homes, tackle the housing supply issue, and uh, with uh, you know a, a bigger population expected in Hamilton and in Ontario in general, we need more homes. Uh, City Council has opted to go uh, the opposite route in building new homes in areas like brownfield sites, empty spaces within the city. It's called infill development or intensification. Um, your thoughts on this burning issue? It's been a hot topic in town. It's been a very hot topic with with a lot of people involved, and it has captured the headlines across. You know, it seems to be a, a story or a situation that, that everyone has been following. Um, but... but it's been going on for years and, and obviously when it comes to council and it gets a little heated, then it goes through these waves of, of, um, you know, you know, situations where people get involved and it gets heated and then it, then it kind of disappears for a little bit and then it comes back up and it gets more, you know, gets more attention. So it's, uh, it's, it's a very, very heated situation in terms of what's going on, uh, right now. And, and obviously, you know, you can talk about the way the vote went. Well, the vote was pretty overwhelming. It was 13 to 3 yeah. in terms of not expanding outward. Although, and we had Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger on Good Morning Hamilton on CHML a few days ago, who, who said, listen, the plan right now is to build within our city boundary and build up. Uh, but it's not a no vote. It's not a no growth option. Um, a, a year, two, five, ten years from now, that might change and the city might agree to build a little outwards. Yeah, and so my in, in my opinion on this, and and I would say a lot of people's opinions. Give me one example of of a situation where where we have, you know, put a frozen stop on growth in this city or this area. It, it's it's all it's all been you know not today but maybe tomorrow. 
and with that being said, it's it's inevitable what's going to happen. Everybody knows that that you can only do so much or, or try, you know, do so many things to stop the growth. But in my opinion, I think it will happen. The amount of money that is at stake here and the amount of players that are involved here, I think they're, they're you know, they will, um, it, it's going to happen eventually. And, and when I say eventually, I don't mean in six to, to eight months. I mean, whether it's five or 10 or 15 years, it will eventually happen. And, and that, the reason is because we need the growth. We, we need more homes. We need more supply. And um, they're, they're, they're the population growth in comparison to what the new construction is, it's, it's not sustainable. So eventually, in my opinion, I think, I think it will happen. There will be more, more there, will be the, uh, there will be urban boundary expansion, uh, especially in the areas that they have highlighted. They, they have the, the infrastructure to support it, with, you know, um, and, and that's the, that's the, the right areas to, to grow in. So I, I, uh, I think it, it will happen. Uh, it's just a matter of, of when it's going to happen. Um, and, and I think that, that, uh, you know, as much as council wants to, to deny it right now, because it, it's a hard, you know, it's a hard thought to, to overcome, but, but I think it's, um, you know, with the, you know, these are, these are massive companies and, and massive corporations who are investing millions and millions of dollars into these, these, um, pieces of land. They, they have done their homework to be able to recognize what areas will be developed eventually. These, these people would not be investing this amount of money into, these, into this area unless they, unless they knew for sure um, if they had an opportunity to develop these lands. And, and these are, you know, it talks about some of the big players who, who are the land developers. They, they have, um, you know, some of the best people working for them in, 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 the, in this industry to be able to, to know and understand what pieces of land will be developed. And, and I think they've, they've, uh, they've done their homework. So if we're going to follow what's, what's been going on and what has gone on, I think it's inevitable that it, it will happen. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, investors making up a growing list of home buyers in this province. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Philip Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can follow them online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the first ever real estate team in Hamilton's history to sell 1,000 homes in a year. The number is 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. And follow the Golfy team on social media. Whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, look them out, give them a follow or a like. Email the Golfie team, questions at robgolfie.com. Whether it's a topic idea for a future show or a question about real estate, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. It's hard to believe, but investors now make up more than 25% of homebuyers in this province. What is going on? Is this an explosion? Yeah, it it is an explosion. It's just... There's so much attention right now on on real estate investing, and the way the market has gone, it's it's a safe haven in terms of where to put your money and how to invest it properly. 
to be very successful. And real estate has been one of those avenues that have that have been that for for a lot of investors. It's been it's been safe, it's been reliable, and it's it's appreciated at, at astronomical and rapid paces um, through the last I would say ten years or so. So this this has been a, a an avenue that that a lot of people are are very well educated in, a lot of people are very comfortable in, and we've seen you know a lot of investment companies develop whether it's real estate holding uh, companies or real estate investment trusts or or things like that or, or and and they've been buying real estate and and have been very successful to do so. And there was an article that was just released, um, and and, t- and, and bring it back home to to our area. But there's a lot of articles that were just you know that are being released talking about how Hamilton's one of the best areas to buy real estate in Canada. And so what's happening is we see a lot of people coming down here and investing in real estate into our community, and it it, it continues to to have great returns. And and people have been very successful with it. So it's a it's a situation where where you know people are are extremely comfortable um, and and have have been extremely successful. So we'll we'll continue to see people you know people doing it. I think the biggest stumbling block for many who want to get into owning more than one property and have that second as just an investment property. And Rob and I have talked about it several times on the show. You know, we always look at average home price five, ten years ago, and we both have said, wow, we should have bought, you know, ten homes at that time. The issue is, you know, we don't have the cash on hand to make that transaction. Is that down payment? Is that willingness to stretch yourself maybe a little thinner than you'd like the biggest kind of stumbling block for uh, Joe Schmo investor out there? Yeah, but but he, the situation is is people are tapping into the equity that they have built up uh, in the market. So it, it's it's very hard to go from one to two. But once you once you get that equity built up in your first property, you're able to pull it out and and reinvest it into a second property. There's a lot of financial tools out there. If you're working with you know the right mortgage broker or the right the the right mortgage people. You know, we have these home equity lines of credits. We have, um, you know, purchase plus, and plus improvement programs um, that that where people are able to 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 go from one to two to three properties very quickly. And then you can get into you know creative financing such as your your B lenders or your private private lenders to be able to to continue to invest in real estate. And and we're seeing people not being afraid of taking on a lot of debt. And, and reinvesting it back into into properties, and that's what what what's making up of you know that's what's making up the home buyers today. It's people reinvesting their their old equity from previous properties, and I think this number is going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to grow, and it's going to continue to grow. And I've said this before on the show that it is so every single day uh, it gets more difficult for the first time home buyer to buy a house. And, and I always say the sooner that you can get into the market, the better, because you, you can start building uh, equity right away and you have that forced savings account and, and you're able to reinvest into, into more real estate if that's the avenue that you want to go. But we've seen, uh, we, 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 we continue to see people do the, do, you know, refinance and then reinvest. And that's what's, uh, that's what's driving this real estate investment market. Speaking of investing in homes, we will offer you some tips on picking the right home to flip. That is coming up next year on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And last go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here at One Markland in their bustling hub of a radio studio is Philip Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. Email the Golfie team, questions at robgolfie.com. If you have a topic idea or a real estate question you want asked and answered on a future show, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. And follow the Golfie team on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, let's chat about some tips on picking the right home to flip. There are, as we heard in our previous segment, a lot of people wanting to jump into investment properties. Flipping is still very popular. What are some tips that you can provide to our listeners today? Yeah, I mean, I mean, flipping is 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 so so popular where people are are you know constantly looking for the the right home in the right neighborhood and how how they can make the most amount of money in doing the least amount of work. And we, we see it every single day. So um, first things first is, is research the market. Um, become educated on, on the local market, not just on the local property, right? So people will want to say, you know, hey, you know, what do you think I can get on this street? Or what do you think I can get in, in, in this um, for this house? Be, be, when, you re, when you do it backwards and you research the market, then you'll be able to, to kind of pinpoint the, the specific houses that fit what you're looking for. So, so a lot of people like to like to work backwards and pick the house and then do the research, research the market first and then pick the house. And, and I think it'll make you a better educated buyer when it comes to, uh, when it comes to picking your next property. So, so know the market first. And when I say know the market, know the market for that specific neighborhood, not, not the overall real estate market, not, Oh yeah. You know, Hamilton central's up or, whatever, know what's going on in that, that specific neighborhood. Um, and you'll have a better chance of, of making a, a better educated decision, um, in researching the market first would be, would be one of the, the, uh, the biggest, uh, points. And of course, when you're looking at potential homes to flip, you want to, you know, pick homes that you can put some money in, maybe not a whole lot of money, but you know, they'll, they'll have some key renovation aspects to it in terms of, uh, you know, those return on investment items like kitchen, bathroom, uh, and whatnot. Yeah. So one thing that I always look at when it comes to flipping home, the less structural stuff you have to do, check. That's, that's one of the best things you can find is, is a house that does not need anything structural changed or moved where all the walls can stay the same. Everything can stay the same. The second nugget would be all the plumbing and wiring. You know, where, where, where are we at with the plumbing and where are we at with the wiring? Does it need to be changed or moved? If you can avoid those two big items, which in most cases is very difficult to do. Oftentimes you're, you're moving a sink or you're moving a toilet or you're putting in a bathroom. But if you can avoid those two items and you can just um, update the house with new floors, fresh paint, trim doors, and pick and stick to the cosmetic items where you can make the house look really good um, with updating with just with with just changing flipping out in an uh, item for item, then you can make some serious money um, and and have a, a much more successful flip. 
so so those would be two nuggets that I would I would focus on when it comes to to um, in terms of the, the 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 style of home in terms of the the um, you know the condition of the home. If you can pay attention to those two items, I think you can be you know super super successful and and saving a lot of money. Um, when it comes to flipping the house. we got to run here, but what is the one most common fatal mistake that flippers or investors make? One fatal mistake that flippers and investors make is, is um, oh, that's a tough one. I've seen a lot of mistakes, but <laughs> I, I would say it, it's rushing. It's rushing. It's, it's, um, it, when, you, when you rush on a certain property, you, you don't make an educated decision and often you know, is, is a mistake. And, and we see that happening, especially in, in this market right now where, where people aren't doing their, their research, they're jumping into a specific property and then they're getting stuck with it and saying, you know what, if I knew this, I wouldn't have brought that, bought that property. Research the home in the neighborhood. Make sure your rental list is A-OK and take your time. And great advice from Philip Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team, online at robgolfie.com. Call them today at 905-575-7700. Philip, great show. Thanks for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.